Hey, everybody. Matt Hartman here for Drunkard's Walk. Thanks so much for listening. And thank you to Jesse Ali for our theme music and Nick Carmio for our artwork. A big thank you to our guests today, the Bragg Brothers. Hopefully you will enjoy listening to them. And if you do, you should go ahead and give us a rating on iTunes. Uh, Give us a review if you want to go even a step further than that. And if you want to check out other options and things that we have, check out our link tree at link tr.ee slash drunkards walk. You can get access to our submission page so you can submit a topic idea for yourself and be on as a guest. You can also find links to our merch. And I think that our email is on there and our Facebook and all that great stuff. Instagram, those things too. So go ahead and check that out and uh, enjoy the episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Drunkard's Walk, the podcast. It's me. It's Matt Hartman. I'm one of the hosts of Drunkard's Walk. And if you've listened before, you already knew that. And if you haven't, then you probably don't care. But welcome. We're glad that you're joining us today. We're glad that you're listening to our wonderful podcast. Well, I say it's wonderful. I have to. I'm biased. And the only other person that has to say it's wonderful is, of course, my co-host, Jethro Nolan. Hi everybody. Um, it's it's okay. What? It's fine. Jethro, I mean, don't. I don't want to oversell it. Like we like it because we do it. But honestly, by the standards of a lot of podcasts, it's a bit slapdash. Um, a you lot listen of the, to other podcasts. A lot of the humor is not really well thought out. Some of it's borderline offensive. Quite frankly, some of it's beyond borderline offensive. Mostly the what? things I say. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's. I mean, I've heard, I've listened to better, funnier podcasts. Uh, Val, Val, Valley Heat. If you haven't yeah. listened to Valley Heat. It's yeah. a wonderful podcast. It's much uh, more professionally produced than this Jethro, one. So I stop, give stop, that stop. Jethro, stop, stop. They can pause it and go listen to something else right now. They don't have to keep listening. Stop telling them good things to listen to right now. Listen, I don't want to be one of those people who says like the thing that I created is the best thing. Like, it's fine. It's lovely. I, I don't, people aren't expecting to like be healed by this podcast. They're like, hey, here's a momentary diversion uh, where they go th- through Wikipedia from one link, one page to another through the internal Wikipedia links and they have some funny and sometimes combative banter. Uh, yeah, that, that's what it is. It's it, You're not going to regain the ability to see if you're in a wheelchair by the end of this episode, you're still going to be in a wheelchair. Oh gosh. Uh, okay. Well, you don't I, need I guess to feel that's... bad about it. the person in the wheelchair listening to this. They know that they don't, <laughs> they don't need you to feel bad for them, Matt. I don't, I'm not feeling bad for them. I'm feeling bad for you. What are you doing? Where are you going with all of this? Why are you talking? I'm, just, just, just say that it's nice. Say that it's wonderful, and let's let's move on from it. You know what? I don't like the false theater of small social niceties. I find that to be enormously burdensome, mm-hmm. and I'd rather say the absolute unvarnished truth, even though okay. it's not socially acceptable. Sure, I'm I'm well into my cranky old man phase, and it's yeah. only going to get worse from here. Well, I, I did enjoy the false theater of you throwing in like the summary of our podcast in in your rant there. That was that was pretty good. That was well that was done. for that was for you. I knew we were going to have to do it, so I, I, yeah. I snuck that in. I like that. I like that a lot. I, pre- well, I appreciate how you called out that I snuck that in there. So that oh, was, I had uh, to. I had to. Right. Well, you said false theater. If you hadn't, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have brought it up. But it, it just there we it, go. It connected in my brain. Um, so if you haven't listened before, you know what's up, uh, and you can see the kind of rapport that we have. It's fantastic. Um, not wonderful, but fantastic. And, uh, and, yeah, and we're, we're okay friends. Yeah, we're fine. <laughs> we get along. Okay. Uh, to the point that Jethro left the state to, to get further away. 
That, um, that was no. I left the state yeah. to find in-state tuition for my daughter. I did not uh, oh. leave the state because of you. Uh, okay. Okay. And in fact, That's... I even tried to get my daughter to go to your alma mater because it would have oh. saved me a whole lot of money. But yeah, she is uh, stubborn and uh, um, uh, contrary, so she picked Michigan. So here we are. I, that that's fair. That's fair. Well, so you did mention that we're going to go from one page in Wikipedia to another, only using the links and things like that. And we know that we're starting at the Emu War uh, because because last week uh, we had my lovely wife Emma on, and she gave us that topic, and we we did get there. But we need a destination, Jethro. And and every week we talk about how are we going to get this destination. And this week, I I think I already know. Do you know? Yeah. yeah. Do tell. Well, I think, see, here's the thing. There's not just one. There are two other people on the Zoom call what? right now. Yeah, what? that's right. That's right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not our normal one. We brought on two. And, and, and you know who we got, Jethro? Look, look who it is. Look down there. You see who, you see who that is? Yeah. Yeah. I do. Yeah. It's, it's the Bragg brothers. Yeah, it's the Bragg brothers. They're right here. They're here. Hi, Bragg brothers. How you doing? Hello, I'm excited Howdy. to be here. I, I'm, I'm Welcome. Glad, glad you're excited to be here. Now, uh, if we were going to give first names to the Bragg brothers, why don't you why don't you each say your first name so that we can identify your voices easily? Certainly. Sure. I am Austin Bragg. I am Meredith Bragg. And, and which of you is the elder brother? I am technically older. Than I Austin. have lived a harder life, though. <laughs> When you say technically older, are you are you twins? Or? I mean, technically, I'm older because I'm older. You know, it's... <laughs> what is what is the age gap? If I, if I may inquire, what two and a half? Two and a half. Two okay. and a half years. I feel like you don't need to say technically. Then I feel like just. <laughs> I think I'm, I think I'm, you're right. I think, I think you're right. right. But I I would argue that spiritually, I'm probably um, well yeah. into my 80s at oh, this day. Wow. Okay, that's good though. That's good. I feel like. 80 year olds are more spiritually advanced. So that's mm-hmm. probably a They're closer. Sign. Precisely. They're closer. Yeah. Hmm. Is that right? <laughs> is that true? I, I mean, just go to I, the I church assume... going public. I think yeah, that's probably I, I, true. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I, I, guess I would so. assume okay, so. that makes sense. I would assume so. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I would imagine that if you live to 80, you, you learn some things uh, that uh, you don't get when you're 25 or whatever. So. Um, so here we are, the Bragg brothers, Austin, Meredith, thank you for joining us. And first of all, just, I, I know that, uh, um, Austin, that you and Matt are old friends, Meredith, I'm assuming that you and Matt are at least tangentially old friends, but I've run into Austin more. So how, how did Austin, how did you and Matt meet and Matt, can you qualify your relationship with Meredith? Is it purely through Austin or do you have an independent dynamic going on with him? It's a lot of tangents. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but I, but I'm very but I'm very curious to hear what Austin has to say, and I want to I want to verify as as we go. Well, unless I'm mistaken, Matt, you and I auditioned for comedy sports in D.C. at the exact same time. Yep, that's correct. That is and correct. That one that checks uh, the box. That would have been 2002. Uh, is yeah, it that long ago? Two thousand two. Yep. Good lord. Okay. Yeah. Um, so definitely through that scene. And then when we started doing silly things on video, that's when uh, Meredith showed up. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's correct. That is how I met Meredith was through doing silly things on video. <laughs> Which is uh, true. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was the first thing. Channel 101, right? Channel 101 or. 
Maybe there was I a sketch have, show before that. Sketch show. I may have yeah. seen you all uh, at at uh, DC Improv. Like I may I may have seen you do improv with mm-hmm. comedy sports before yeah. we started doing video work. But it's all through Austin. Austin is the connector. Connection. I am the linchpin. Yes. Or are you yeah. the linchpin? Either way. Either way. Oh. There's a linchpin, and it's either Matt or Austin. It's not okay. me. <laughs> I was going to I was going to say that you were the linchpin Austin but um so yeah no that's right we met uh doing the improv and then um we actually uh were roommates for a number of years that I can't remember but uh we we had an apartment and we drank um, a lot yeah no I yeah, uh yeah. <laughs> I should probably apologize for the various things that happened while you were my roommate but I don't uh, it was so long ago. You were barely remember. ever around. You were the, was... one of the best roommates I've ever had. Honestly, <laughs> you just you made no sounds because you were never there. So it was it was and and then because I was your roommate, I got to be in your silly video films, uh, which were which were great and a blast. Um, and yeah, with Channel One Hundred One, uh, and the Forty Eight Hour Film Project, we did a lot of those together yeah. too. Before you decided to pull up stakes and head to Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, kids and families and oh, okay. Oh, so I'm no, not the only this one is... who's abandoned friends to move to a new state. All mm-hmm. right, you mm-hmm. laid it on pretty thickly. Uh, I abandoned friends to move to an old state. To be clear, okay. I I had come mm. from here already, so I, it was just it was just. I'll old. give I'll give you half credit for that answer. Yeah, right. yeah, but um, but yeah. So we did uh, and and your your group's name that we did this all under was the Big Honkin, right? Yeah, back when. We're did we that come in, from when we were in college we um much to the chagrin of our theater professors uh started a uh, sketch comedy show and uh for lack of a better name at one point i think i just threw up my hands and said screw it we're just going to call it the big honkin sketch show and we did and uh that was moderately successful as uh college sketch projects go and we did a number of different shows over the years and so uh once we graduated and started doing stuff on video we just carried it over and um, meredith were you involved in those sketch shows as well um from a distance i had graduated before okay. the sketch shows um started but i helped write them and then oh. there were some videos that i believe I don't know if I helped edit them or help write them, but that that was the oh, beginning yeah. of our video journey was yeah. we created some ads, some fake trailers um, that uh, played at Crafton Stovall. Is that correct? The, the that campus the movie thing? theater. The campus yeah. movie theater. For the and sketch show. So we had to learn how to make videos in order to do make those. And that's sort of what got the whole ball rolling. Oh, so that's how the start. So you, so neither of you have any formal training in in filmmaking. No, none. No. You know, speaking of the whole ball rolling, um, I understand that. <laughs> wow, you've that's recently. Great. I'm, nice job. You know what? I'm. Yeah, thank you very much. No, rather, I think that's great. <laughs> that feels that way, feels man. written. That feels. We're written. we're up we're up for uh, um they're they're the uh, um internet segway awards they're called the seggies but uh, Ooh, yeah we're, I like we're, it. we're up for one of those but uh another thing that gets often uh, up for awards are movie films and uh i understand wow. that Twice. that's that's a double segue to that's... the same topic um wow has that ever been done before uh, two segues well, one topic guys you know what it's i'm i'm trying to do a triple indie uh here uh and get three in 
Um, Triple Indy, by the way, comes from Back to School, which was a movie. And I understand that the two of you (laughs) have recently uh, made a film um, and not like and, you know, we we have creative friends who make films. uh, I'm using air quotes like, you know, they're they show it on the side of a garage somewhere. But you actually have a legitimate movie that has been released online across platforms that people have heard of, like Amazon Prime, et cetera, et cetera. Um, called Pinball, The Man Who Saved the Game. And I got to say, I watched this, my wife and I watched this on Sunday. And I say this as a um, a pinball enthusiast for the last 20 years. It is a delightful film. It is absolutely wonderful. Thank it you. is a, a very funny film. Uh, it is, uh, I, I, I would just love to hear more about your, the project, how you brought it to life, uh, how you're, how you're, uh, seeing it uh, now that it's out there in the world and you have no more control over it, uh, just any anything you care to share? Sure. Um, well, I mean, background, right? Uh, all of those little things that we did with Channel 101 and 48 Hour Film Festival were fantastic, um, but that pretty much was our film school. And uh, there came a point where we sort of felt like we had plateaued, right? Because we were doing everything. We were shooting, we were editing, we were lighting, we were doing the sound and the graphics and mm-hmm. You know, you can only get but so deep on these things when you're doing it all. So about five years or so, we decided we needed to up our game and actually work with a crew. And so we made a short in L.A., um, a small short with a crew. It was called Demand Curve. Um, And that did fairly well on the festival circuit, uh, enough that it garnered the attention of MPI original films. And they said, we want you to make a bigger and better short film. Um, and then we made one called a piece of cake uh, with an even bigger crew. And uh, that was to premiere at Tribeca in 2020, which of course was pandemic lockdown time. Oh. Um, so we had a very good, but very virtual festival run. Um, and when that was concluded, they said, what else do you have? We're thinking of making a low budget feature. Um, and, uh, so give us some ideas. We don't want any period pieces or biopics. And so (laughs) of course we gave them a list of ideas and then we slapped this one on to the end of it. It's the story of Roger Sharp, who in 1976 helped overturn New York city's ban on pinball. And, um, they, I think sparked to it in the same way that we did. And uh, we wrote the script. We talked to Roger. Um, We shot in the fall of 2021 and we've had our, most of our festival run, technically we're still in it, uh, still traveling um, and it is out and people seem to like it. And maybe we'll get to make another one sometime soon. Like that's where we are. Um, We're just extremely pleased that it's, gotten to where it, it is now uh it stars mike feist and crystal reed and dennis butzakaris and it's been a blast an absolute blast wow well this that's yeah. awesome and how many times uh have you had to say almost exactly what you just said how Usually many I times have you been interviewed <laughs> okay yeah this is one of the times that i was i'm good this is great i, I relaxed <laughs> And I will say, just just so you know, like uh, earlier, I had some, you know, tepid comments about my own podcast uh, that Matt um, seemed to take (laughs) issue with. Just so you know that we're not artificially blowing smoke. Like if you go to Rotten Tomatoes, 
94% on yeah. Rotten Tomatoes, 96% audience score. So it's not, yeah. that, that's hard data. That's not just Jethro and Matt being nice guys on the podcast <laughs> to the people they have. Because if you made a shitty film, we would absolutely tear you apart for it. We would point by point <laughs> go through all of its deficiencies. That's but no, true. it is, it is, it is a lovely film. Uh, it, it has a little documentary sort of patina on it. And there, in fact, when you guys, this is not a spoiler because it happens the first few minutes of the movie, but there's there's sort of some back and forth between playing with the reality of the sort of documentary framing of it and the character whose life story is being documented sort of interacting with his earlier self. And it reminded me of, I don't know if you guys know 24-Hour Party People. Um, it's a it's a movie about- I know the, of it. It's a movie about the sort of emergence of the Manchester rock scene that uh, yeah. I think Joy Division came out of and whatnot. But Steve Coogan plays a, a character, and there's a certain point in the movie where Steve Coogan, who's um, playing one of the uh, big wigs in the Manchester rock scene, is at a bar, and he points over to like, "You see that guy? That's the guy that I'm playing in this film." Um, and, and it <laughs> had that similar uh, playfulness uh, about it. It didn't take itself too seriously, whatever. But it's just, just an utter delight. Thoroughly enjoyable film. Thank I, you. I didn't really. Are you are you a, a like a, a closet pinhead, Jethro? Ah, uh, so. When I did, I did Boom Chicago in Amsterdam and the guy, one of the guys who owns that is a guy named Andrew Moskos and he was a pinball nut. So he always made a point of having a pinball game in the theater. And uh, more than once I got uh, in trouble for uh, playing pinball during a break at rehearsal and, and not getting back to rehearsal on time. But one of the games that we had there was Medieval Madness, which is like one of the oh, best pinball yeah. games of all time. So it, I, I wouldn't say that I have a universal love of all pinball games, but there are a couple like uh, Monster Bash and Medieval Madness that I could just sit in front of and spend $100 on and, and play for like eight hours. And, and and I would if I didn't have like a, a family and a wife who occasionally require my attention. <laughs> we Medieval just... Madness is the game that... Um, so after we had interviewed Roger and we delivered the script, but before we started shooting, so there was a sort of uh, brief period in between and I was going cross country and we stopped in Chicago to, to finally meet Roger in person. And I, you know, he brought me into his house and he, you know, met, met his dogs, met Ellen and all this. And then he's like, let's go play a game of pinball. And I'm sitting there thinking, Roger, I can't, I'm not like, I did not play pinball. And then the pandemic, yeah. I haven't really been in, I've been in one pinball arcade since we started writing this just because I felt like I needed to. Yeah. Um, but she said, oh, it'll be fun. And we sit down on Medieval Madness, or belly up to it, I should say. And he cleans my clock. Just <laughs> absolutely destroys me. Oh, and, it's not uh, even close. No, it was so, yeah. I have a I have a fondness for Medieval Madness only because I get to tell that story of being beaten by one of the best pinball players of all time. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's great. And Monster Bash, he just recently schooled us on in South Carolina at he a did. screening there. Yeah. Uh, it's the guy is incredible and yeah. you know in the the sort of pinball community he's a he's kind of a a mix between babe ruth and santa claus right he's this sort of mythic feature uh and he was an ep on the film and he helped out a lot the pinball community was extremely supportive and like sourcing all of these machines that we used in the film but mm -hmm. roger would call them up and say hi this is roger sharp and they'd say yeah right <laughs> no really um, one person called his son who works at Stern. That's right. To ask him 
did your dad really call me? Because I have a message. And son, it's like, yeah, that's, yes, that's, that's my dad. Please call him back. He needs help. <laughs> that's awesome. That is so yeah. cool. Yeah. And I, I, I will say when I started watching the film, I was like, oh, that's, that's him. That must be the actual guy. And then I was like, oh, wait, no, that's not the actual guy. That's, that's not the actual guy at all. That's an actor. <laughs> it is indeed we've there's been some confusion on that front uh to the somebody i think at heartland i remember overhearing patrons saying that guy was so good i can't believe he did all that in the 70s and then he went on to star in better carl saul he's had an amazing <laughs> life that's right oh that's right that's see because i did feel like i recognized him but i also like mm. I, I don't you know. You may have like, recognized him from Batteries Not Included as well. Oh, with the it lead. depends on what generation you're from. I guess. That is possible so, that I recognized him from yeah, that. Yeah, actually. I thought you yes. might. Yeah, I definitely saw that. So, yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. So anyway, but I mean, I always think that I recognize people. I, I I, mean, I was watching the the younger version of him and I was like, is that Meredith in the film? That looks kind of like Meredith. <laughs> um, but uh, it wasn't it wasn't you. So, uh, well, this is this is awesome, guys. Thank you for for sharing all of this, because um, like I, 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 I don't get to talk to you that often. And, and I was I curious about all this. And I agree with uh, Jethro. I really enjoyed the film as well. Um, I play some pinball, but not nearly as much as Jethro clearly has. Um, and most of that I've been playing lately has been virtual reality pinball, uh, mm -hmm. which they've actually found a way to make fairly good at this point, which is mm -hmm. crazy. Uh, not nearly as good as actually being at a machine, obviously, but like the physics on the, uh, I think it's the Star Wars pinball game that I have, the VR Star Wars pinball game. And there's like 20 different tables in it. And like, it does feel like you're actually playing pinball, kind mm -hmm. of. Um, you know, versus like on a computer or something where you're just remember the remember when pinball used to come with Windows? There was like that Space Cadet pinball game. Oh, sure, sure, yeah. sure, sure. And it was yeah. just like, oh, well, if I hit the space bar at the right time, I'll <laughs> I'll win the game. Um, <laughs> well, that it's so cool. And uh, yeah, so congratulations on the film, folks. If you haven't seen it yet, uh, it is streaming. Is it where is it streaming exactly? Ev everywhere, just everywhere. So what, right what, now. Yeah. What platform do you get the biggest cut from? That's, I, that's where none of them. Stupid. None of, uh, at this point, I think it's video on demand on Apple Plus and uh, Amazon Prime and what are the others? YouTube, uh, right? I mean, it's all over. Yeah, wh wherever you find, you know, uh, any, any place online that you can get video on demand, you could probably find it. Um, oh, t so it's on the torrent sites then, or is that I, is probably? That you, probably. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's it's, uh, we've it's been in theaters. People to Apple primarily, but oh, Amazon okay. is also you know quite good. And it, at it, some it, point, it'll end up on a streamer. We just um, okay. we're not producers on our own film, which uh, oh. uh, maybe we should have been because I don't I don't actually know. We'll understand <laughs> things better. Yeah, it, it is in theaters though. Also limited release yes, right it is very yeah it's a very limited release so it started with five and then others started popping up um uh i know oh man the i know it's in new york behind, and go ahead yeah i was to say the producers behind the film um mpi original films they have a website that they set up pinballfilm.com mm -hmm. and that's okay. where they're adding all of the theater so if you go down to the bottom you'll usually mm -hmm. be able to find them but sometimes even a google search will uh will will let you know people are doing special sort of one-time screenings i know there's one happening in buffalo um in a couple of weeks i believe and it's going to be you know one or two uh show times cool 
Cool. Well, I will. I'll try to remember to put that uh, link in the show notes so that if folks want to find it, they can because they should. And it's great. And uh, congratulations on that. But we didn't bring you here to interview you Mm -hmm. about your film, um, despite it being amazing. Uh, And uh, I mean, our podcast is just, uh, according to Jethro, middling. Um, We we need a destination for this episode to, to get to. We're starting at Emu War, uh, but we need to know where we're going. So did you two come up with something? Did you did you arm wrestle for it? How did, how did you figure this out? Uh, I basically just went looking for the weirdest stuff I could find. Nice. And nice. Uh, ran it past Meredith, and he gave me a thumbs up. Okay. All right. That's how it right works. <laughs> That's how it works. I love it. So what did you come up with? So uh, the destination I'd like you guys to head to is... Let's trim our hair in accordance with the socialist lifestyle. This oh is <laughs> this is a PSA uh, type program that was generated by North Korea between 2004 and 2005 because long hair can adversely affect human intelligence. I don't know if you know that, I, but I apparently. Do us long hairs have a problem and North Korea is here to fix it. And what really fascinates me about this program is that um, it's a series. Wow. They, the first, they, they, they couldn't get it all done in one, could they? The first episode, or maybe it's the first two, uh, is about the proper hairstyles that one should maintain. The rest of the episodes are about finding people in public with long hair and shaming them, posting their names and addresses in order to create peer pressure for them to cut their hair properly. What? Wow. You're welcome. <laughs> that that is, is insane. That is amazing. Yeah. So um, apparently uh, you're only allowed uh, two inches of hair. You can have it a little longer if you're over 50 in order to cover baldness. Now, was there other other than hair length, was there like a another level for why this was put out in North Korea? Like, are there particular populations they're targeting or or just trying to curb Western influence? Like, absolutely trying to curb Western influence. Right. This is the uh, um, uh, the sort of cultural imperialism that they're trying to combat. Right. Yeah. the Kims all have their, their standard crew cut or their, uh, oh, yeah. their, mm-hmm. what is it, the speed battle cut? I think Part, is what it's yeah. called. <laughs> Part, party on the top, close on the sides. Yeah. And, um, that's just how they do things. Communist party on the top, close on the sides. There you go. Oh, <laughs> nice. Nice. Oh, man. Well we're done. Gonna, it's, that's such a great joke that we're going to go back and edit this episode so that I say it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's, a great, that's just like Austin and I work. So yeah, that yeah. Makes sense. exactly. Perfect. Perfect. Gee, it's it's Meredith was off, awfully quiet, wasn't he? Oh, well, hey, um, didn't say a word. Uh, so w- what year did this come out? Um, ish. ish. Between two thousand four and two thousand five. Oh wow! Very so, recent. Not even. I, I guess I was thinking like a uh, back when long hair was shocking and moving through like in the sixties and seventies that it was, but by 2004, 2005, it kind of become passe. Like who are they trying to protect against Fabio? Like it, it just doesn't seem nearly Possibly. as threatening or revolutionary uh, at that time. Oh, well. 
So yeah, just remember if you go back and watch this on YouTube because there are clips on YouTube that mm. it was created after you and I met Matt Hartman. Uh, well, there good, we go. and maybe because we met, who knows? Who knows? Butterfly. You've got, some, you've got some long hair about yourself. I do. So perhaps it's you. Yeah. Let's trim our hair in accordance with the socialist lifestyle. That is yeah. everything. Every time, everything I watch about North Korea, it's always more and more fascinating to me because it's just like I, I can't believe that people live in a totalitarian state like that. And it is uh, I can't wait to find out a hubris angle on the totalitarian state of North Korea. <laughs> yeah, it seems funny, yes. right? Until you dig down and realize, oh, no. There yeah. are real world consequences here that aren't funny at all. But right. The title at funny, least though. at least we can take some solace in the fact that this is the form of punishment, right? This this for the long hairstyle, it's just public shame. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There we go. There it we go. Could have been could have been worse. Worst ways to go. Yeah. There are worse I, ways I, to go. I feel like there's a, a thread going through some of your uh some of your uh uh stuff here, Austin, about uh anti-government power uh because <laughs> the pinball movie is all about how the, this officious boob who uh there, there is a bit of that yeah sure yeah, yeah. but uh, by that same token there's some pretty horrendous uh psas that the u.s government put out too so um uh wow. if you have the free time look uh look up one got fat that's a true yeah, horror that is, show that's really Ooh. yeah, Ooh, yeah. Wow. sounds terrible it's all about, don't look it up it's about bicycle safety Wow. Yeah. What? Okay, then. <laughs> okay. Well, that's we, not what I we expected let, at all. We can't let other countries outstrip us in the ability to produce propaganda because no. there you then, go. We'll, then you'll have a propaganda gap and then we'll lose. Yeah. You got to be number one in something. <laughs> exactly. Um, so this, so this, do you, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I'm just trying to Find figure your out. Question, how, Matt. I'm Find trying to figure question. out how we're going to get there. So I'm trying to ask a question that's going to get us some sort of like clue as to how we're going to get there. Is the is there is there any other uh, uh, state-run television in North Korea that you're aware of that uh, would be more popular in any way? <laughs> mm. Like anything that I, we might have heard of in the past, or I can't think of anything. That's why I'm asking. Not off the top of my head, no. Okay. I'm not sure. Right. Well, that's fine. You don't need to like look it up or anything like that. I was just curious if I was missing something, uh, some obvious path in that uh, that might that might get us there. But but I don't think that there is. I think that this... We'll get there. Fine. Oh, don't we'll get there. We'll get there. I know we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll probably get there. Um, it's it's not like this is postmodern jukebox. It's not <laughs> exactly <laughs> like it's tough like that. Uh, okay. Well. This is amazing. Um, th this this may be one of my favorite, at least at least by name, one of my favorite uh, suggestions that we've ever gotten here. Um, I don't know that the that the spirit behind it is all that great, but I but I like the name a lot. So yeah, um, yeah. Yep. cool. Well, before we let you go, uh, we 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 walk. Uh, it's a drunkard's walk because it's a it's a random walk, and that's a mathematical principle, and et cetera, et cetera. And if you don't know it, folks, you can look it up. But we also uh, occasionally drink as we walk, and so I will ask: uh, Are either of you uh, imbibing this evening? Anything at all? Any any kind of drink, even if it's not an alcoholic drink? I am. Uh, I, am I have I am. a. Oh, you go. Oh, you guys are good. No, it's a race now. It's like you're. In the uh, I'm I'm drinking uh, Canada Dry Bold Ginger Ale. It oh. is uh, somewhere between oh. uh, regular ginger ale and ginger beer. Uh, oh. And maybe once the kid is in bed, I can add a little bit of something to it. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Meredith, how about yourself? 
a pomplamoose natural essence LaCroix sparkling Ooh. water. Nice. Pomplamoose. Wow. Yeah. You you Hollywood types go hard. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah we're digging deep tonight. Yeah. Well, they got to be on their game. At any moment, paparazzi might jump out and try to take a picture. So you have to be, you got to be on on guard at all times. That's right. Them. God, That's I right. need a haircut. Paparazzi yeah. are, are famously stalking writer directors of always. indie films. Always, <laughs> always. You got to watch yourself, Jethro. What about you, man? Are you? Are I, you? Uh, yeah. So I uh, actually uh, am having a Coppercraft Distillery, which is a Holland, Michigan made bourbon. Wow. It, it's their straight bourbon whiskey. And it is, it's so delightful that the bottle I bought uh, late last week that uh-huh. I intended to have uh, for this week, I got finished. So I had to buy another bottle. Oh, okay. So it's that good. All right. It's it's delightful. Yeah. I love it. It's great. Awesome. And you, sir, awesome. what are you having? Uh, well, I, I am having some, so most of the time, you know, I drink the, the bourbons and the whiskeys and the whatnot. And most of the time I have like the bottle with me and I, I take a picture of it and I put it on our Instagram and things like that. Well, I, I can't do that this week because, um, a friend of mine, uh, who I used to work with, uh, I saw at a conference last week and he was nice enough to give me a sample of, uh, a bottle that he got of a very rare, um, bourbon called old Fitzgerald. And it is a, uh, it's the 2022 version of Old Fitzgerald. It's a 17 year old bourbon, which I didn't realize that age really made much of a difference with bourbons. I actually thought older bourbons weren't any better. But as it turns out, this is, uh, this is fantastic. It is delightful. So a shout out to my friend, uh, Edwin for this and a shout out to, um, uh, oh, what is this thing called? Iron, Iron and Ore, I think is the name of the company that makes these little three ounce bottles, these little travel bottles. That you, they come with like a glass and and you can like put them together and you can travel with just three ounces of a drink and then um, have a nice glass so you, for your, you so know, you if you're in a hotel room or something, you don't want to drink get it. Get it by the cups. TSA. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's great. And uh, this bourbon is great and it's all just great. So, yeah. So there you go. That's all it. Right then. That's all I got. Excellent. Well, it's like you have better friends than I do, Matt. I, yeah. I have one better friend than you. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> But that's it. The rest are all way worse. Trust me. So Fair. then then your friends. I mean, not, not sure. sure. OK, <laughs> um, this has been a, a delight. Uh, the Bragg brothers, thank you very much for being uh, on our podcast. It is amazing to have you and uh, to hear your stories. And um, we we're just delighted to try to get to let's trim our hair in accordance with the socialist lifestyle <laughs> from Emu War. Uh, it's going to be a challenge, but um, we accept that challenge. So thank I'm you. looking forward to it. All right. Excellent. Thank you both. Thank, thank you. you. Take care, guys. All right, Jethro. We are off and on our way to try to figure out how to get <laughs> between these things. But we have to make a prediction first. Oh, yeah. So I invite you to write down a number of how many you think it's going to take. And I'll write down my number. And I have done it. I have written down a number. Have you written down a number? I have written down several numbers. No, no, no. You can't. Oh, several digits or several numbers? Several numbers. Hmm. Stop that, Jethro. Only one guess. One guess per. That's, that's all I'm doing. All right. Well, let's see how this is going to go, man, because we are starting at the Emu War. And for those that didn't listen last week, you might not know that this was... Um, 
uh, a nuisance wildlife management military operation that took place in Australia in 1932 to try to get rid of uh, a lot of emus. Indeed. And, uh, it was not very successful, is my understanding. Oh, no, they had to have a second one. If yes. Yes, that's right. That's right. So, so we've got to get from this military operation about wildlife to uh this north korean um uh television show is that is that what we're, we're calling this a television show? uh propaganda films is my understanding propaganda film okay all right oh so it's a film it's not a, it's a film it's not it's not tv it's a, a series of uh video entertainments okay um, okay so we're not so we're not i, I yeah sure. okay. I, I don't get the sense that it's a series like the cosby show or something uh oh that was a bad choice uh <laughs> not like that I one but yeah like, i Maybe hey, like sorry, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Let, let, me, let me take that. I, I don't think uh, that it was like a series like uh, Louis. Oh, wait. No, that was oh, also God. What are you doing? Keep, Stop I it. Keep going Stop it. it. Um, no, I, I get the sense that it was a series of uh, uh, propaganda films. Like okay. Was, okay. Well, that's, there, that's, there, my, that's he, my misunderstanding. He explicitly mentioned there were, a couple, there were a couple of them, but I don't get the sense that it's like an ongoing narrative thing. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Um, well, so I, I'm going to point out that, that I do notice there are some mentions of... Um, movies there's like cinematography is mentioned on here um as is uh down here at the bottom i don't know if you saw this or not under legacy in 2019 a musical adaptation of the story was workshopped in melbourne by pre- by playwright simeon yayalaglu and composer James Court, that's much easier to say, an action comedy movie retelling the of the events written by John Cleese, Monty Franklin, and Rob Schneider was originally slated for release in 2022 and now scheduled to begin production in 2023. Wow. Uh, so so. A- as, as are we all eager for a John Cleese-Rob Schneider collaboration. I know. Uh, and, and Monty Franklin. Let's not forget Monty I'm yeah, sure Monty Franklin, by the way, who is not linked here. <laughs> no, not linked. Uh, so not. Um, yeah, I don't know who that is, and maybe I don't need to. I don't know. Um, but uh, but but I I don't. I mean, I don't know that John Cleese or Rob Schneider is going to help us very much to get to North Korea. Although it might. Um, my, see, because my thought, Jethro, think about this for me for a moment, if you will. Okay. Wasn't there a movie made called like The Dictator? It was about um, North Korea that like that, like wasn't released, and there was all sorts of whatever around it with like. Uh, so are James you Franco thinking, and are you th- yeah James Franco Franco and Seth Rogen yeah, yeah. made made a movie um, called The Interview I believe The Interview uh, I'm sorry I, you're right not I the, dictator. The, the Dictator The Dictator was a Sasha Baron Cohen yes uh, yes 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 you're absolutely right um, but I'm thinking like maybe that is a path right. Maybe something so, like that. So if we were so, to use like cinematographer or Fox movie tone news or or maybe even Rob Schneider to get into, um, you know, that kind of uh, group of people. What do, what do you think about those those types of things? I think that's a possibility. Okay. I, you know, I'm, I'm not totally uh, against that. I I do think that there's poss- a possible route in through personal hygiene and grooming. Okay. Like if Possibly. we get into to hairstyles and uh things of that nature mm. that might uh get us in that way. Interesting. Um, Interesting. There's also the propaganda um possibility. Now that that yes. 
it, it you know, that's something that might be uh, available to us. But no, any I, propaganda is likely going to be coming from a government. Yeah, I like I like that. I like the propaganda one. The 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 grooming one. I'm not as big of a fan of because I I have a tough time figuring out exactly how like if if a page on haircutting would actually link to something like this. Um, I guess it could, but I I think that the odds are lower than the propaganda or or going through um like filmmaking in some way. And we and mm-hmm. we did just get offline with two filmmakers. So I'm kind of going to argue in the favor of like going the filmmaking route and going through Hollywood and going through that type of things. But if, if you have a strong uh, argument the other way, I'm, I'm willing to hear it for, for like uh, something else. No, I'm, I'm all for it. I I feel like, I feel like a, a thematic cohesion for the episode is something that's desirable. So uh, yeah. yeah. Do you want to go through cinematographer then? Uh, do you think cinematographer or Rob Schneider to get like, if we're going, so cinematographer gives us a greater, uh, uh, a range of possibilities to get in through Rob Schneider. It's like, well, then we have to get to that movie, the interview. I feel like, yeah, I, I I mean, I've, I, I, I feel like Rob Schneider has had his moment in the sun and, oh, (laughs) okay. All right. I I think, I think it, it is at this point in the uh, podcast path that we need to go broader rather than narrower. So I would okay. uh, object to Rob Snyder for that reason. So I would say All right. cinematographer. So cinematographer or director of photography. Did you know there they were go. the same thing? I did. So it's under the background section. It is the last sentence of that section before the war. And cinematographer is a link there. Yes. Cinematographer. Uh, cinematographer actually is how you would read that. Um, yeah, so they've got a, they've, uh, the, the image that they have, the very first image is a camera crew sets up for scenes to be filmed on the flight deck of the, for the motion picture stealth with the crew of the Nimitz class aircraft carrier, USS Abraham Lincoln. What, what, a what an interesting (laughs) movie to have the prime example from stealth. Yeah. I've never heard of stealth. You've never heard of it? I I do I do remember the movie. Uh I want to say it came out in like the early 2000s. Um although now I'm mousing over it. Yes, 2005. There you go. So I wasn't too far off. Jessica Biel, Josh Lucas, Jamie Foxx. Um so there you go. A science fiction action film directed by Rob Cohen. So does that does that mean anything to you? Does that does that sound like something that you want to go through? The movie Stealth? Not, not at all. No, me neither. Yeah, I'm really uh I'm really uh struggling here to, to find something that uh means anything to me. It's a relatively short page. It it is a relatively short page. I do see Academy Award for Best Cinematography and just Academy Award are both linked. Um so that might get us into, you know, a wider range of films. There are a lot of films listed here actually. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Summer of Sam, he got game. Uh, the Batman films, Transcendence, Christopher Nolan's linked on here. Spike Lee. I mean, there's a lot of people. Speed Twister, Die Hard, Basic Instinct. Um, none of these really seem to have any much to do with propaganda or North Korea. Um, Sadly, yeah. The Cohen brothers are linked on here. Uh, I mean, oh, the we Handmaid's could go to- Tale is on here. That's interesting. Is it now? Where? Yeah. Whereabouts uh, is it? It is, um, let's see, Beyonce's Lemonade before winning an Emmy for directing The Handmaid's Tale. Uh, Reed Moreno. Um, 
Now, it is a link to the television series. So that might be that that might, could get us into a, a totalitarian that could get us into totalitarian governments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah, I like it. You like that? I like it. All right. I don't I mean, I don't like the idea behind it and I've never watched it, but um, I, I like the idea. That I it might get us where we need to go. I watched the first several seasons of it with my darling wife, and then she soldiered on for the last season or two without me. Um, at, at a certain at a certain point, it just becomes kind of torture porn. Mm, uh, yeah, yeah, that's kind of why I didn't watch it in the first place, honestly, because it's how it seemed to me. But uh, yeah, but uh, there it is, the Handmaid's Tale TV series uh, to differentiate from from the uh, the the novel from 1985 by Margaret Atwood. Um, and I do see totalitarianism. Totalitarianism is linked on this page. Where? Oh, uh, I see it. There it is. One of the very first, uh, one of the very first things up there. So that may be our best path. Though I, I'm looking real quick here through just to see if there's other social classes whole, is in here. A lot of cast mentions here. Yes. Uh, well, yes. Uh, plain dress, a practice among some religious groups. Primarily some Christian churches in which people dress in clothes of traditional modest design. Probably not. Uh, coif is on here, though. Quaff? Oh, quaff. Excuse me. Yes, it is pronounced quaff, isn't it? <laughs> where, where, is it lo- where is it located? Quaff is under... Uh, it's in the plot section. It's about four paragraphs down. Uh, so that takes... Also known as wigs. A quaff is a close-fitting cap worn by both men and women. Uh, so there you go. I did not know that. Yeah, I, th- I, I thought it, I didn't know that either. I thought it was. I I had always hair. Uh, thought of a coif as a hairstyle or yeah. coiffure. Yeah, yeah, me too. But really not. What about and a coif? What you ever? What do you think of that? You, uh, I've never, never, heard, never heard that other than mm. uh, very recently by a friend who I <laughs> an idiot protects his identity idiot. by. Yeah, no, by, I, I know who it was. I know who it was. Um, yeah, I see, uh, well, Oprah, Oprah Winfrey is linked on this page. Uh, she, she loves it. She's an uncredited appearance as a newsreader on a car radio. Uh, we've got Hulu linked on here in case that would get us, uh, did Hulu ever broadcast, uh, something about trimming our hair in accordance with the, no, no, socialist? no probably not. I, no, I feel like totalitarianism is, is the right way to go. I mean, yeah, I'm not seeing much else on here. HBO Nordic is linked. I'm just pointing that out because I think it's cool that that exists. Uh, but it's it's actually just takes you to HBO, unfortunately. So, um, mm-hmm. I'm just looking to see if there's anything else that would that would be a quicker path. I don't. Rotten Tomatoes. How about do you think Rotten Tomatoes uh, page would would talk about this? No, I, I don't think. Uh, let's trim our hair in the style oh. of socialism is likely to be uh, listed on the main Wikipedia page of Rotten Tomatoes. So I found something that have might, you now that might what? get us to North Korea quicker, but I don't know that I want to follow it. What is it? What moral quandary have you brought us, Matthew? <sighs> There's a link to presidency of Donald Trump. Ha <laughs> ha! Well, I feel like. Between that and totalitarianism, it's pretty much the same thing. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> we might as well go for the one we haven't uh, directly linked on before. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, 
Oh, hey, wait, there is there is an outstanding contemporary hairstyling Emmy Award length. <laughs> is there? You think that could be? It's uh, not going to be a thing. But, uh, yes. Yeah, I feel like it's going to no. take us to the award for that. Yes, uh, oh, so for, sure. We're, for sure. We're several, several clicks away from getting to hair-related propaganda films. Yes, yes. All right, well, totalitarianism then? There it is. It's at the top of the page here. Right, and look at that. Two of our most famous totalitarians, Joe Stalin and Adolf Hitler, right there at the top of the page. You know a Wikipedia page is going to be great, but it starts off with Stalin Ugh. and Hitler. You know, I when when the last page had uh, them filming the movie Stealth at the top of it, I figured the person at the top of this was going to be some uh, some dictator I'd never heard of before. Um, but no, some, here we are. Some niche dictator that only so, the hipsters are into. Yeah. So I see propaganda linked very quickly. On this yeah. page, um, you know? as, as well as dictator, autocrat. I mean, they're yeah. all they're all here. Yeah. All nine. Um, I'm going to guess that North Korea is probably linked on here somewhere, right? Certainly could be. But if propaganda is linked, do we want to go to that? Yeah, maybe. I see communism. Uh, I mean, may, yeah, maybe. But I, I guess my concern is that that is such a broad category is well i I guess if we think that it's going to have something on it about um uh, well yeah i i guess it might i I guess it might right because propaganda films is going to get us into something like that right so yeah yeah that may be the way to go um i'm just i'm continuing through the page here which is quite long i have to say um much longer than this cinematography page which is a, sh- a shame, or cinematographer, I should say. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, do you think if uh, if like Kim Jong Il was on here, that would be a better path? Um, I mean, it's certainly oh, and he possible. Is. Uh, well, actually, is no. It- I'm sorry. This is one of his early. This is one of his predecessors. Um. Kim Il-sung? Yes, Kim Il-sung, a totalitarian yeah. leader and f- and founder of North Korea is on here. I I, I yeah. bet he I bet he's on here later. But curiously North Korea not linked there. Uh but 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 he is. He's linked and you wouldn't want to go through North Korea cuz that would be geographical. So I feel like we have to go through North Korea at some point. You do? I feel like uh, it's uh, I, I feel like it's that. it's highly likely. I know how I feel about that. Um I did see something about socialism on here earlier. And We've been through socialism and yeah. I don't know, Matt, I don't I don't know how much of a scholar of socialism you are, but no, no, a, not, a, not much. A relatively small amount of socialism is about hair length. Oh yeah, is that right? Huh. Yeah. What do you know? Yeah. Uh yeah, I don't see uh any of the current I don't well, I certainly don't see the current ruler of uh of um of north korea on here um and i feel like going yeah yeah i guess i guess it's uh i guess i I guess propaganda is the best choice i like it there's a lot of a lot of good choices on here actually good choices in that they will get us there not good choices in that they are good choices for you to make in your life folks um i I, yeah yeah by the uh, way if just in case anyone who is listening to the podcast (laughs) was seriously considering Mm-hmm. Moving to North Korea based mm-hmm. on the links that we picked. Yep. Please, don't. please, folks. Don't do it. 
are the paths that we take through Wikipedia are not the paths you should take through life. That's Let correct. Me be very very I, good. Yes, that's very. I just correct. don't want impressionable listeners to think that. Well, Matt and Jethro said to go through, <laughs> go to North Korea. So I don't. I don't want them to think that either. I'm glad you brought that up because I don't want them uh, to think that at all. Thank goodness. Propaganda, um, shall we? Yeah, yes, do it. Let's do it. All right, here we go. Propaganda mm-hmm. is communication that is primarily used to influence or persuade an audience to further an agenda, also known as advertising. Okay, that's good. Well, okay. Um, here we go. There's a lot of uh, examples of propaganda on this page. Um, it is, again, quite a long page. Um, there's a lot of uh, U.S. propaganda info, as well as other countries, obviously. But um, wonder if, uh, wonder if that what was the one that he recommended to us? One got fat. <laughs> I wonder. Uh, that that was just a PSA, though, right? That wasn't a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That wasn't. A, um, so I do see a. A, an example of North Korean propaganda. Oh, you do? Yeah. Under types, there is a poster, a poster in a North Korean primary school targeting the United States military. The Korean text mm-hmm. reads, are you playing the game of catching these guys? Interesting. Okay. And so there is there go. a link there in some way or? Sadly, no, there oh. is not. <laughs> well, it's great that that exists, I guess, but um, huh. Uh, I I mean, I would be shocked if North Korea was not linked here. North Korea is linked. I do. I do see North Korea linked on here. Okay. Um, I don't, I, again, I I don't really want to go through North Korea, but I, I also understand that you feel that we must at some point and I don't necessarily disagree. Um, but I, I was hoping to find something more about like propaganda films, right? Like, do you see anything about propaganda films in particular? Uh, I, I mean, I'm still working my way through the page here. Yeah. Not seeing a lot. I I do see there is a category link at the bottom, which I, again, I don't like, but it is propaganda by country, um, which would probably have it. But again, the category links feel so cheap and dirty and and just gross. Matt, Matt, come on now. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like category propaganda by country is going to take us to North Korean propaganda, and that's going to absolutely get us to where we want to go. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, hold on. Ah, propaganda film. I found propaganda film. I think we should go through propaganda film over the category one, but what? Argue me out of it. I don't. (laughs) I'm I'm still pretty convinced that I'm right. Uh, where is this link to propaganda film? Propaganda film is under techniques. Common media for transmitting propaganda messages include news reports, government reports, historical revision, junk science is linked, books, leaflets, movies, links to propaganda film, radio, television, and posters. So I like movies, which takes us to propaganda film. All right. You've convinced me. Sweet. Let's do it so we don't have to go through a stupid, dirty category. A propaganda film is a film that involves some sort of propaganda. What? That is the laziest <laughs> sentence on earth. Who wrote this? Like an eighth grader who had a uh, a deadline for their English assignment? It's possible. I, I will say that the, the photo here uh, says the, the Why We Fight series depicts the Nazi propaganda machine. So there's a link to... 
a a series of seven propaganda films produced by the U.S. Department of War from 1942 to 1945. So the fact that that is linked on here is encouraging. What is not encouraging is that the page is incredibly short. You know, Matt, I'd like to direct your attention to the see also section. I just this, got there. Of this article and yes. the last link therein. Yes. Could you, could you tell our listeners what that link is? It says North Korean film propaganda. I feel like that's a link we should click. If we don't, we're fools. Let's do it. And it takes us to the middle of some uh North Oh, it's North Korea film is is the page it actually took us to. Oh no. That's not what we wanted. No. North Korea has a prolific propaganda film industry. No, no. If you you scroll up, it's propaganda in North Korea. Oh, is it? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, you're absolutely right. It had a, um, I was looking at the the URL and it had a hashtag film. It was just, that's because that's where it took us on the page. Okay. Well, this is, this has got to be good. So propaganda in North Korea is the name of the page. I have to write that down, but have you, have you already found it? Is it on this page? I mean, it's a, first of all, it is a very long page because North Korea has a lot of propaganda in it. Yeah. And I am very hopeful uh, that it's on this page because if it's not, then I feel like I don't our know options where, are limited. Yeah. I don't know where we're going to go from here because this is, this is about the best. Yeah. I, I will say that that actual film section uh, has two links in ah! it. Oh, what, what have you done? See also, of course, let's trim our hair in accordance with the socialist lifestyle. I see it. I see <laughs> it. We there did it. It is. Oh, my God. That's in, that's that's nutso bananas. Indeed, that is nutso bananas. I love it. Uh, hooray. Look at that. That is amazing. Uh, let's trim our hair in accordance with the socialist lifestyle. Alternatively translated as let us trim our hair in accordance with socialist lifestyle. Okay. It was a, tele- a television program broadcast on state-run Korean central television in North Korea between 2004 and 2005 as part of a long-standing government propaganda against haircuts and fashion deemed at odds with, quote, socialist values. Amazing. There it is, man. There it is. We have done it. We have we have made the journey, and uh, I can't believe it. And our our little thingy whatsy here tells me that this took us seven links in order to get to this. Jethro, what did you write down for your prediction? No, you did. Come on. I no. wrote down seven. I wrote down seven. You are a cheating. There's just no way in the world that you guessed seven, and it's seven. Show me the other pieces of paper. Show me all the pieces of paper in your office right now. All of them. All of them. Here's, here's, Let me see them all. My, yeah. My yeah. Desk. Wait, wait, wait. That's a pile of post-its right there. You son of a it, bitch. I know what you're it's, doing. It's a, it's not a pile of, po- it's a pad of post-its. They yeah. And all the pad. different numbers are written on it. I see how this works. Matt, I, first of all, you're, you're correct to assume that I am <laughs> such a small man that I would cheat my friend on a podcast we do together yeah, just so I could have the brief dopamine rush of victory. I know. Um, I know you are. Well, you don't even know what I wrote yet. Maybe I wrote seven also. I, I, I suspect that your, uh, that your reaction. No, maybe uh, I just don't want to do the race again. Maybe I, you know, I wrote eight. I wrote eight. Oh, <sighs> I should have slowed us down. I should have sandbagged us, but no, no. I feel like you slowed us down plenty. I, I oh, feel like do you? you oh, do thanks. <laughs> 
I think I, I think I took us on a pretty straight path there. That actually worked out really well. Well, Jethro, congratulations on your victory and congratulations on our victory for finding this this totally obscure uh, <laughs> North Korean propaganda film. I will say, though, our numbers are getting bigger and bigger. Our first two episodes only took us four, six last week, seven this week. What does next week have in store? I mean, if if present trends continue, yeah. this season might not ever end. Oh my because we God. could be at, at infinity by the time uh, the season comes to its last episode. I'm not sure so. if that, I'm not sure if we have enough episodes for that, but maybe who knows? And the only way that we can find out is to keep listening, right, Jethro? That's right. And I I gotta say, uh, all sincerity, and I'm not even blowing smoke because they're not on the podcast anymore. Go see Pinball, the man who saved the game. It's a great movie. You'll absolutely enjoy it. And if you don't. I, I don't want to know you. I, uh, it's a delightful film, and you should all go check it out. I agree. 